Hello and welcome to the 267 podcast. I am Ben, director of the 267 podcast. <laughs> uh, joined by co-director of the 267 podcast, Alex Stoney. Good day, my friends. <laughs> Associate producer, Ellie Catlin. Right. <laughs> Overseeing manager, Claire Bannum. Oh yeah. <laughs> and runner. Mike Payton. <laughs> <laughs> tea boy. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Um, Assistant mate to the. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to intro what we're chatting about today? Mike? Well, we were talking about stories at one point, and we thought it'd be really good to co- to record a podcast about testimonies because we've been doing testimony, testimony Monday, <laughs> and we've been hearing a lot of people's stories. And one of the things that really slightly irritates me. It's always good to start a podcast with something that irritates you. Mm. Is is when people think their story, their testimony, isn't interesting enough, mm. or isn't, or they start just with the word "just" before. Oh, it's just I just grew up mm. a Christian. Actually, all of them are flipping good, and I love the idea of hearing people's stories, but also hearing part of their life story. So we said, we, why don't we record a podcast about that? We'd each share a bit of our story, which is cool because some of them are. Interesting. Really interesting, and some are just interesting. <laughs> um, but we thought we'd start by we had a question in our team a couple of weeks ago, which everyone asked really interestingly, which was if you could have a film that was made real and you lived in that film or story, what would you choose? I'll go first then, Ben, because everyone's still thinking clearly and compare. I think they're comparing answers in their brain. They don't want to get it wrong. Can't get wrong. Mm. I really struggle with this, mainly because I think life's quite interesting and actually better than some films. <laughs> I find quite. But I, having thought about, it, I think Man of Steel. I'm going to say for, Ooh. not to say the whole general DC universe or the Marvel universe, but the the idea of an individual superhero that may not even be me, but the idea of this sort of. I was going to say, are you Superman no. in this, or are you just like working? No, I'm not Zod either. I'm, project, but I'm Superman just, exists. I'm just a runner for the paper that's yeah. just a minion at the bottom. But the idea, obviously, it's got spiritual, massive spiritual overtones. But the idea of an individual that is significantly mm. powerful than and wants to save people. I, I quite like the idea. And the Man of Steel is a brilliant film before the DC Universe all went a bit Pete Tong. Mm. Okay, what films are you living in? Alex. Me, definitely my all-time favourite film, *Howl's Moving Castle*, which none of us had heard of, no. did we? No. Oh, I know that movie. It's so good. What's it about? It's a children's animated movie. It's about this guy called Howl, and he's like a time traveller, but also like lives in this castle that is like a sentient being, and it can walk around and wow. like you can twist a dial on the door, and like you're in a different world. It's so it's cool. It's Studio Ghibli, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is so cool and I just like the fireplace is an actual character and the fire uh, is called like is, is like Calcifer or something like that and like he controls the house it's so cool I would have thought yours would have been something like Glee or Happy Mamma Mia or something BTS. like that Happy Feet <laughs> <laughs> I did think about me. Happy Feet because I was just like with that Penguins that dance what's not going to most, most children's movies I'd be okay in I yeah. think have you got yeah. a character who you'd be in Hal would you be oh. Hal or would you be the fireplace or the <laughs> castle that moves I'm just thinking now because I haven't seen the film no. so when I do watch I it I'll be ma- like the main girl is called Sophie so I'd just be her because like she well isn't it a witch that turns her into uh, an old woman 
So like she runs away from home and is this like, the film that we haven't seen? Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry guys. Sorry guys. I'm just gonna ruin the whole film. I'm like, what are we doing? But yeah, it, it's just, it's just a really good movie. And didn't you say isn't it a theme park ride as well? Didn't you say? I think um, we're just throwing in loads of different I don't know. Now. Is it? I think you I Possibly. I think it's a theme park like one of the theme parks now. Oh, oh. well I should get on that and oh, probably go. <laughs> I was expecting one of the BTS music videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if music video was in that, I would have said I don't know, dynamite or something. Plug, plug BTS stream. <laughs> Finally they can get some exposure from our podcast. <laughs> Mine's gonna be. I feel like I'm changing it now. Is it ever? It's gonna be controversial. Ooh. So, kids' film. I would love to live in How to Train Your Dragon. Brilliant. But then, which I don't know, like the film Honey, because she gets together like a community project oh, yeah. and gets all the kids involved. But just minus the dancing, because I'm not up for that. <laughs> um, and then one film that I feel like is similar to my life is Alice in Wonderland, and I'd be Alice because life's a bit crazy and mm. instead of following the white rabbit you follow the white lamb which is Jesus Ooh. do you know what I like generally about Ellie's answers which is probably me is she's given three answers <laughs> and I quite like that as an attitude to say like like when you go yeah. to a restaurant say I don't want one I want everything <laughs> yeah, so you've me. not given one answer three. I quite like that as just a general outlook on life that thanks. you've shared three answers yeah thanks on um Following the right white rabbit, I'm stuck between two. One of which is the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> which they're but where both are the you going to be issue. in the Matrix? They're though. both the same issue of like. So the other film is Inception, where oh. I'm like, yeah. I want to be in the world without the robots yeah. trying to eat me. Part. Yes. Um, <laughs> like I want to be Neo in the Matrix yeah. and be able without, to warp everything. I want to be without the oh. dying. And Inception, for the same reason as. Um, doing all the architect things yeah. with like the bridges flipping and all oh, of that so stuff cool. then the yeah to yeah but, but yeah, then without exactly. having your wife go crazy and yeah mm. just generally these things but with zero threat to my life yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure it can be arranged it's man. like the movie but with zero stakes <laughs> um, yeah, Fair which enough. is interesting because when we first chatted about it, you said Paddington, which is almost so far <laughs> at the other end of the spectrum in terms of threat level. I don't know. Have you seen that hard stare he does? Paddington goes to jail in the second one. He joins a gang. Oh, do you not remember the incinerator scene in Paddington? Oh, oh my God. goodness, yeah. there were small children losing it left, right, and centre when I went to see the that. The first in movie is someone trying to skin Paddington. I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty dark franchise. <laughs> so my idea is gone now. I'm thinking of all Toy Story. Wouldn't it be fun oh. to live in Toy Story? Yeah, when, when you said incinerator, it made me think of Toy Story. Story yeah, four, so I did, the, the yeah. end of three, isn't it? I was Where literally like holding Cohen's leg, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so I, I must admit, I did slightly fudge it. I think originally, I would love to live, experience time travel. So I did think Doctor Who, and I'm guessing that that's probably influenced by my sincere appreciation of David Tennant. Um, <laughs> but and the the Doctor Who movie was pretty rubbish. So. Um, a real classic film, uh, The Never Ending Story. Very nice. Mm. Uh, again, I love. So the, the dragon in that is just mm. the cutest, most wonderful dragon. Everyone in loves the whole, dragons. Oh they? yeah. So, um, but also there's something about that kind of uh, the idea of all those different realms and things interconnecting. Yeah. That's just I've now backtracked my answer and thinking about all the sort of Jim Henson like yeah. 
um, labyrinth and yeah. all of those type oh, of worlds. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which are just cool, but also, to be fair, a bit quite dangerous. Too. Yeah, <laughs> little gremlin things are weird. David Bowie trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, ask him to do some new songs first. I'm thinking now, Fast and the Furious. Good cars. Yeah. <laughs> But then you're constantly on the run from people, aren't they? Yeah, no, but they do stunts, which if you did it in real life, everyone would die, and they don't die. Yeah. <laughs> so if that was the reality I lived in, I could drive all crazy and wouldn't die. And you do have truck driver of the year, don't you? So yeah. you're pretty much qualified yeah. for yeah. the team. Athletes. I haven't quite got the Vin Diesel hair yet, though. <laughs> no, you're working on it. Uh, do we want to... Wow. I, also, I feel like we should mention, just in case it sounds a bit sinister... We do have a lot of uh, all relaxing, whichever way you want to look at it. We're outside with a lot of birds, and it's a lovely warm day. Uh, but yeah, there's not it's just actually random warm noises today. Mm. It's our first day, really. Mm. What I would say is, when this podcast comes out, I'd love people to tell us what film they'd like to live in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's one of those things that, like, has just happened to us. It sends you down all sorts of conversations about mm. what you'd like, what the crossovers into reality. So is it because your life's a bit like that, like you were saying about Alice in Wonderland? Because I was thinking, you know, actually what parts of our story, because some of us, namely Ellie, are writing their life story. So actually your story is actually then a story that people can Mm. access. And I think that's quite fascinating. And I I don't think we do in the Christian world tell our stories Mm. enough because we have this sort of, self-deprecating oh it's not about me it's about you and mm. I just think it's unhelpful because I want to hear everyone's story and find out how their story intersects with God's story and how my story intersects with your story and I love hearing that when you hear how somebody's met God in the random places and yeah I just think that's and that's what we want to talk about today is almost we say we want to share testimonies but that probably sounds a little bit I was <laughs> I was reading an article uh, only a couple of days ago and it was saying that we have to be really careful about that we're sure making sure that everybody's voices are heard and not just those who are confident enough or feel that their story is valid enough. You've already mm. touched mm. on the fact that some people are like, oh no, mine's not very interesting. But also, we we believe in a God who's with us every step of the way. And so, if for the people who are living a story that is about uh, mental health issues or um, lack of kind of resources or career future or you know all the really dark places and difficult places I think there's a sort of an in, uh, a kind of like oh well let's just wait to see how God transforms that and then we'll mm. hear your story yeah. no let's hear about how actually life is really the mess. rubbish yeah. Yeah. but I mm. trust in God and I know that he's he's with me that's a you know and I think even outside of that like I always find stories about like because I did it as a young person as well stories about like actually I lost my faith for a bit Mm -hmm. or you know in this moment I couldn't hold on to my faith Mm -hmm. and I found this thing really difficult and this was a massive like Mm -hmm. spiritual challenge for me but I think sometimes we are a bit hesitant to share that stuff Mm -hmm. because I guess maybe because of how it reflects on us or Mm. I think it's equally amazing as well though when people can say that they have just kept their faith Mm. the whole Mm -hmm. time that in itself is such a significant story because that's really hard mm. to do in the world that we live in. And it's weird, isn't it? Because we sort of think that that then is the dull story yeah. because you've just always been a Christian and stayed a Christian when actually that is almost the the, the harder yeah. story, yeah. isn't it? To That's turn your back on the hard stuff to yeah. the good stuff. You're like, oh, well, that was a clear thing. But to yeah. hold on to it... People mm. will want to hear how, yeah. you know, or like... Can I go back to it? I, one, why is it as Christians we don't want to 
hear the mess. So we, you were saying mm -hmm. about actually when we tell our stories, we want we don't want to say that actually I nearly died or I tried mm. to take my own life or God met me when I was mm. in the whale, you know, mm. and death. You know, why we, is it because it makes us feel uncomfortable if someone shares that story? So actually I don't want anybody else to feel uncomfortable, so I'm going to have a nice, neat little tied-off story that's just, and Jesus came along mm. and everyone lived happily ever after. When actually we know, if you read the Bible in any amount, it's full of flawed people, it's messy, it's not straightforward, it involves ups and downs, mm. failures and stuff like that. And and yet as Christians we only want to have a nice little neat ordered story. I don't why why is that? Discuss. I think somehow <laughs> it might be a lot of our own like terminology shooting us in the foot again. There's a lot of things about like preaching and talking has to be encouraging and you know okay, uplifting yeah. mm. and it's like yes that is true to a degree but also i find stories about people overcoming difficulties or you know actually even whilst i'm giving this talk mm. i find this really difficult yeah. but i'm still standing here giving a talk and all of that yeah. type of thing that's the things that i find encouraging because you know i think like most real people i don't have a smooth journey with faith all the time mm. i wonder if as well it's because you know, as a, as a kids worker and a youth worker, you know, we like to encourage our kids with the kind of the whole story arc, don't we? It's like, yeah, and then this, you know, we have a difficult story to sell to kids because the hero dies. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, that's, and his friend betrays him and the thing, but it's okay because we get to the end and, and actually it's got the best ending ever and it's not really an ending. And, and so actually we're used to that story arc of triumph over death and good over evil and all those things and 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 so we totally and of course that's a huge part of what our faith is but you know we're living in we're living our faith in the real world where actually we're not none of us are at the end of our story arc thank goodness mm. because we've still got the future ahead of us and so it is much more messy and un un finished mm. um, perhaps than we like stories to be so maybe we, that feels uncomfortable that we're, we're, we're about hearing a story when it hasn't got that kind of resolution mm. I like that idea a lot about like not even just our story arcs but like the story arc of the bible mm. if we're reading it as like one large text mm. isn't finished yet like yeah. we're living that right now yeah. um, so I do think it, there is an element of like you're right we're taught that stories are a certain way you know classic hero's journey story structure as a mm. creative writing uh, person um but yeah i think there is also something exciting about the fact that it doesn't follow that as well i mm. think and maybe that's why the story is appealing as well because mm. it's uh, not something yeah. you're used to hearing a lot of the time when i've tried to share parts of my story with some people and it's probably having discernment with who to share it with as well but i've noticed that not a lot of people can handle the mess of it yeah and sometimes people are too wrapped up in their own mess to be able to even process your own mm. so i think mm. it's about when god wants you to share it with the mm. right kind of people that need to hear it otherwise yeah i don't know i don't know what happens sometimes yeah because probably we feel uncomfortable if someone's standing up front and sharing their mess mm. almost overtly mm. to almost to say look at me I've done this whereas if I was to take someone out for coffee and mm. you were to share each other's stories you'd have this sort of mm. 
you'd, you'd really connect mm -hmm. with them, wouldn't you? Because actually, oh yeah, I haven't really noticed that. And actually sharing that story. And we were talking yesterday about people feeding back from something you'd done, saying actually to realise I'm not alone mm. and to realise other people have had a similar story, not the same story, is really powerful, isn't it? Because mm. it reminds you that, yeah, you can get through this when somebody else has journeyed something similar-ish mm. and come out the other side. You then realise that actually, well, maybe then there is hope for me yeah. to come out the other side. The interesting thing, I, I was thinking of, we talked about how so many films and film universes are more like reality than we think in terms of what you said about good overcoming it. So I was thinking of the two, the one obvious one, maybe less of it, the sort of Harry Potter franchise. Mm, mm. Having, I confess, not read the books, but watched the film series a lot, and you get this sort of, well, you get everything, don't you? You get him from being sort of abandoned and mm. orphaned young and then not liked and mm. looked over and mm. then almost discovering a little bit, but then grieving through it by losing people close to him and right through to, you know, I don't want to give away a spoiler here, but <laughs> it, it ends bad and then ends mm. good again. And I wonder whether, you know, we watch films thinking they're not anything like life mm. when actually... Mm. They're a lot like mm. life, but why why do we not think our lives are as interesting as Harry Potter? Apart from the mega budget and a really good set. <laughs> we don't have a wand. We don't have a wand. <laughs> but I, that's why I love stories, because mm. I do sit there, I'm drawn in. When someone's telling me, just on a phone call with a friend yesterday, telling me uh, four weeks of his story, I was like, I want, I want more, I want to hear, because mm. it's, it's real. It's, it's mm. not a film that someone's wearing a costume for. Mm. It's real. Mm. And I want us to be in a place where we can share those stories more and it'd be okay, whatever the story is. Because mm. they're brilliant. I mean, they're amazing, because they're real and messy, and life is real and messy. And, mm. and interesting. Yeah, and interesting, and has good and bad, has heroes, has villains, mm. has mistakes, has it's the end of the world. And then salvation it kind of ties in as well with like social media that like everyone feels like a lot of people there are some people that don't they just have to give this highlight reel of all yeah. their accomplishments which is i'm not bashing because it is nice to share your accomplishments and all the things that have gone good but it just gives us this perception that why can't we share the parts that yeah on social media thing isn't yeah. it yeah it's the snapshot of living your best life isn't it yeah, yeah. and everyone has to seem like they're living their best life because if you're not then then what what does that mean what's that wrong with you yeah, yeah. You've messed up. It's your fault. Which yeah. again, we talked last year about guilt and shame. Is actually we need to remove that from the story because not remove from the story, but move it to feel like I can't share my story because of something I've done. Yeah. That I mean, again, look at the Bible, the things that people did. And mm. Alex, you're very you've got a reflective face on. Contemplative. Good word. <laughs> I love that. I've been thinking a lot because we referenced it on the mental health podcast that. Um, I think when I first became a Christian, I looked at Christians and saw perfection and I saw people always being okay and people that weren't struggling with stuff. And I think, I don't know, maybe it was the culture of my specific church, but I feel like a lot of people must feel this when they first become a Christian, is that like you look at older Christians, you look at the people you're around and you see people that are complete and you see like mm. a finished job as it were mm. and I think as I've grown in my faith and as I've got to know Jesus more I realise that like none of us are finished like mm. none of us 
have a testimony that has a full stop i guess like mm. full stops between sentences because grammar but <laughs> not not like a not like a back cover as it were like our, our books aren't finished at the end yeah no the end yeah and yeah i think yeah when, when i've heard testimonies it's like yep and now i'm a christian and then then, then it's done but mm. i don't i don't think it's like that at all um which is interesting because yeah. aside from jesus the bible is just full of broken flawed mm. heroic people but they're warts and all i mean oh, king yeah. david you know king <laughs> david we think king david the man who's after god's heart yet had peter. murder and adultery on his cv and yeah. peter who jesus yeah. chose to build the, the it was the rock that built another church and, and yet he's he may, he mucks up again and again and again which is just yeah so encouraging <laughs> sorry for people to go back to because i guess we're doing filming hour just today uh, for people who haven't seen the Marvel stuff, but I was just thinking about how sort of I feel like the church almost presents itself as Captain America. We're like, we're perfect. Mm-hmm. We were built to be a hero. Like this is from birth. <laughs> this was what we were built for. Great. And I think actually we're Iron Man. We're like, you know, <laughs> we're deeply flawed people who yeah. overcome those flaws. To and I've still got some good toys. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> what's heroic about Iron Man is that Iron Man kind of should be a villain by like the metrics of the Marvel movie is he's like an evil industrial person <laughs> but he overcomes all that and is a hero regardless yeah. yeah and to me that's what like the heroes in the Bible are is they're mm. people who overcome their own personal issues and work for like a sense of greater good I guess yeah, yeah. going on the Marvel yeah. and I do think it comes back to this I mean we talk about this all the time on the podcast so people are probably sick of hearing about it but like the obsession of appearing nice yeah. in the mm. church is such a like damaging things at time where yeah like you say yeah. the whole idea that you should come and church is like perfect people being perfect mm. or like the bog standard christian like people assume that like once you become a christian you have to be a certain way or like you have to be extroverted for example mm. or you have to uh, speak a certain way or when you pray it has to s- sound a certain way and I feel like well that's very much about individual church cultures though isn't possibly, it possibly yeah we, we have community that's how communities are built mm. isn't it um, yeah I mean I think it is tricky though because as somebody who kind of is part of church leadership team how do you build a church where you encourage people to be real mm. but also you encourage them to be welcoming and lovely to people who are new and just coming in because actually as a as a newcomer you see people who are hopefully warm hospitable interested in you caring community which is true but then how where's yeah how do you encourage a community to be real (laughs) and kind of warts and all and also lovely and welcoming and inclusive Mm. can they not exist in the same oh they can but it's 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 i think that's hard to i think it's quite tricky to do in reality as but is it again about i know we're talking about sharing stories but it's this idea of you know the, the buzzword of vulnerability mm. you know actually mm. I think it's not going out of our way to put on a persona yeah. of I'm sorted yeah in the same way you don't want to be sharing everything you've ever done mm-hmm. in a public sphere because that equally would portray an unhelpful image but it is this idea of actually how do you be vulnerable how do you be honest and open in the environments when you're doing conversations and ministry and chatting with people, you want them to not have this sort of them and us mentality that you're talking to me 
say to Alex if we went out for coffee and yeah. we don't, that I'm sorted and everything's fine and you're just here to mm. learn from me rather than it should be us sitting down and saying actually we're just two people you know it's that great adage that we're just one blind beggar mm. telling another beggar where the food is it's that idea that we're just both been saved maybe just at different times in life through a different medium that mm. God has used and actually that is our connecting point and by sharing that and it means your story is equally as valid as Ellie's story and mm. Ben's and Claire's and mine and everyone and I think it's that's a culture thing is that how do you make that mm. I think culture is the word because yeah. like you say about welcoming all those things and all that stuff's important but I think it's equally important that we're doing those things because that's actually the culture of the church and that's how we are rather than desiring to appear like we're doing all those things which I get is kind of a it's the old um, like can you do a nice thing yeah just because it's a nice thing mm. <laughs> um, which yeah let's not go into is that it the Phoebe the Phoebe one the Phoebe, actually, is yeah. there an unselfish act exactly yeah um, <laughs> and it's like no but at the same time there's there are ways to be nice selfishly if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. like yeah. because I want to do this all because it makes me feel good rather than actually I'm being nice because you're a new person and it's normal to be nice to a new person yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah I think as well like creating a culture where you again with the vulnerability if I can say the word um it's quite a hard word it is and what was the other word that I can't remember earlier anyway um but talking about our weaknesses yeah. I think is mm. a big thing and the weaknesses of the people in the bible as well um, and I remember a quote, and I'm trying to remember it, but I can't remember which book it was in. But it's not great men that change the world. It is weak men in the hands of a great God. I think it's a heavenly man. Ooh, I, I think that. it's like we, when you come to church, you hear about all these great people in the Bible or great mm. people in the kingdom of God that are doing great things. But to take the focus away from trying to be great and actually be weak mm. yeah. and allow yourself to be used. And I think... Love that by church is talking about that more because and I even notice it sometimes even people say like to me personally oh my goodness you're so amazing you're so that which is lovely to be lifted up and edified and encouraged but we also have to remember actually I'm not like I'm not and the only reason that I'm doing yeah. the things that I'm doing is because of Jesus and because I am weak and I have loads of flaws so yeah. Yeah. the whole jars of clay thing isn't it you know that actually uh, it, through our cracks we actually kind of allow God to shine through yeah. The more that people are aware that actually we shouldn't be able to do the stuff we can do, but actually it's through God that we can do it, the better, because yeah. then it's the... It takes the focus off, yeah. doesn't it? Because I shared with the team, didn't I, that, that the various stories, if you look at testimony in terms of a, a movement thing, so you, I, I shoved a few in the message group and I said, well, Zacchaeus, you had Zacchaeus' story, mm. who was almost the bad man for whatever thing, and then... We don't know quite what happens, but we know he has dinner with Jesus, and then he's completely changed. And then you've got Saul, who <laughs> is murdering people left, right and centre, who meets Jesus on a road after Jesus has already gone to heaven, and then he turns around. But then you've got Timothy, when Paul writes to Timothy, and it just says that his grandmother and mother have invested in him, and he's just always had that faith, which on the level is, well, it's not quite a Saul-Paul <laughs> testimony, is it? And then you've got all these other ones that you could say, actually, Daniel, I was look at Daniel and think we don't know Daniel's testimony but we know he said this is who I am this is what I'm going to stand by and what it was before this is who I am now and it's yeah and I just love the idea of them being all different so here's my next thinking point 
So if you were to describe maybe a word or two that would describe what you were like before you met Jesus. So I, I'm going to use the word lost to share a little bit of my testimony. So I think I think I was lost. And I think not in just the sort of obvious way of maybe the prodigal son as in I was away from the father's house. I think I was just I was I couldn't find my way is probably a better description rather than just lost. I couldn't navigate. I was too busy looking for things in the wrong place and spent my whole time trying to get the approval of people by doing things that I thought were fun. And so I just tired myself out from trying so hard. And yeah, and that sort of manifested itself in inappropriate behaviour through to just being angry all the time and not liking people ever right down to not liking me and it wasn't until someone invested in me and showed me the value that's been put on me by God not that I put on myself or the world puts on me and then getting to see that value that had been spoken into me you then sort of see who you are and become less lost I think is probably my journey I love it. which matches up with like the lost sheep yeah the whole shepherd going to find the going sheep going to find it yeah yeah um, I would say trap and that's mainly thinking about my book that I wrote, which is called Escape in Wonderland, because I found myself in so many situations that I wanted to get out of, but I couldn't because of lots of things that I wasn't even aware of spiritually. Um, so like generational curses and things like that, um, that only I got saved from, and I was able to escape, let's just say, because of Jesus. That'd be my word. Good word. I think my word would be turbulent. Oh, um, I love a good adjective. <laughs> but um, obviously, I, beca- I became a Christian when I was like 14, 15, which is normally like you're going through puberty. That's normally a turbulent time anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I look at I look at I don't know the way that I interacted with my family, especially and my parents, and that was very turbulent. There was a lot of change, a lot of moving around. Um, I don't think I look back on like pre my pre-Christian self and see any stability, wow. like mental health-wise, um, even physical health-wise. Like I just didn't care about looking after myself and any of that sort of stuff. So yeah, I look back and and see that when Jesus came to my life, it was almost like a bit more of a grounding and I, I won't say that life with Jesus is never up and down and all over the place because I think for anyone like you're going to have ups and downs whether or not you're a Christian but yeah when I met Jesus I realised that he brought a lot of stability calm in the storm sort of Amen. I, re- I like the idea of like because we talk about God being a structure a lot it's mm. like you know you're building on top of that but then even if everything falls down it's like god's still there regardless of the house falling down or whatever it's like (laughs) that's a pretty good thing to have left if everything else but it's like well god's still there yeah um do you have one uh yeah my i think my word would be incomplete Mm. so i had a quite um rocky childhood upbringing um, a very loving family but my parents split up when I was quite young um, and I'm an only child and whilst there's many 
glorious things about not having siblings. Mm. <laughs> um, I think that did have a, a bearing, and um, and when I first when I first experienced um, uh, Jesus, the me- the message I got very very clearly was, uh, "You are never alone. I've never left you alone." Um, so it, I think there was something of that, that I was searching constantly for something. Um, and I think there's also something about purpose in that word mm. of incomplete mm. that I needed. I really, I think I was always looking for purpose. What, what is the thing? Um, and actually just, yeah. So I think Jesus brought a lot of that kind of completeness mm. that I was missing. Um, I think, sorry, I'm struggling with this because I didn't have like a, as much of a moment where I was like, well, now I've met God um, because you know I grew up in church environments and all that stuff like you've been talking about so I guess like thinking of before and after uh, is quite difficult but I think I'd go with oblivious <laughs> just on the basis of like now when I look back at my life I can see all these amazing ways God was working in them working in it from when I was born like you know my mum's Christian and I think she's quite guided by a lot of that stuff so even just like the ways that she impacted me mm. through that I think I had a lot of ego as like a a teenager and things and I think almost because I'd been so blessed by God I was like well I'm doing great <laughs> uh, because I wasn't attributing that to God I was just thinking I was doing all that um, <laughs> and then like basically during between about age 11 to 15 I lost my physical health I couldn't walk I was in a wheelchair my mental health I had like a full-on breakdown my dad my grandparents like it wasn't a great five-year stretch um and I think it was almost that like kind of not to put it anywhere on the same level but almost that kind of like job thing of Mm. once everything had been stripped away I was like wow I can actually see God now because all of the murkiness is sort of gone Mm -hmm. Uh, in that turmoil but yeah I guess that's where wow. I just think like just from that of all of us just sharing a little snippet of our yeah. stories it's just so powerful like it's just so impactful and it does create such a I don't know bonding so stories you have all of you that's listening to this have an open invite to come and meet with us mm. and share your story because they are I mean, just those five words are powerful, aren't they? Of like yeah. incomplete, oblivious, trapped, turbulent, turbulent, and <laughs> lost. I mean, gr- I mean, you could literally, if you were a creative writer at university, if I was, you'd be able to write a, <laughs> a short story about that. If only <laughs> we had one of those. <laughs> but and what's interesting is they're all great words, but they're all very different words, and they all speak about different because all our stories are different. Yeah. But they have this sort of connecting point of the. God either met us somewhere because we bumped into him, he dragged us from somewhere to show himself, or he, you know, and is that, or he chased after us, and I just love the fact that they're all different, just in the five of us. Are we falling into a bit of a trap though, which I think we often do with Christian testimony, which is focusing on the before, rather than the after. Yeah. Well, because there isn't the testimony... The turning point, well, yeah. rather than the story. Well, yes and no. Okay. Because actually, I think sometimes when we when we hear testimonies or when we give, it's very test. It's very tempting to kind of go big on the 
dark stuff. So there's, I think we can fall into traps sometimes in that we focus on the darkness of, of what life was like pre-Jesus. And then we get to the bit where we go, and then Jesus came along, and now it's great, and no, fine, and I'm just, you know, life sorted, amen. But we were just saying, weren't we, mm. that actually there's something about the vulnerability of, of being open with our story about the uncompleteness of it or the, the unfinished nature of yeah. it. So how do we how do we do that? How do we sort of share the, the you know the, the great stuff about our the way that we were saved, but also are open to hearing the kind of process that we've been going through since. And I really like the fact that you brought that up. And I don't mean to keep make, making reference to my book, but my book is. But her book is. It's, it's not fine. Out yet, it's, we'll, it's, it's coming. It's <laughs> but it's in. It's split into two parts, which is before Christ and after. Well, kind of after Christ, but it should be like AD. And it kind of is like the moment we meet Jesus is when our old self dies, but our new self is re- resurrected. But for me, the point of meeting Jesus was actually like, for me, kind of like. I don't know. So if you think about wounds, my whole life before Jesus was just wound after wound after wound after wound. And where they had been left untreated, it was like, you know, just horrible and infected. And then meeting Jesus is just like ripping off the band-aid and exposing all this disgusting stuff. So that, I mean, I've been a Christian for like four years now. And at first it was like, woohoo, like I'm a Christian, everything's amazing, everything's great. And then I really felt God made me sit with my horrible wounds and like loads of stuff needed to come out and in that was still really messy even though I had Mm. met Jesus Mm. and it still is because it's a working out process of getting rid of all the effects of sin in our lives which is always going on Mm. so it's the story I hear a lot from like a lot of friends who come to God is like almost that expectation when you do become a Christian it's like well fixed now yeah mm-hmm. and it's like that moment's great and it starts the healing sort of process I guess but then at the same time it's like I almost think as a church we need to be good at supporting the fact that it's like no they have been through a whole journey without God to get mm-hmm. here yeah. like it's gonna need it? some stuff mm-hmm. yeah. um and I think there's almost like a bit of like tolerance for it at the start and then there's always the point where the church goes right you should stop being a mess by now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've known God six months. Sort yeah. it out, like you know. Um, and like even me, like I, I talk about, you know, I can see God in my whole life, and I think most people can when you look back at points. But um, like, I'm not a fixed person. Like I talked about mental health as being part of like my lead into God, but it's not like I met God and then stopped going to therapy. Like you know, mm. I'm still in therapy now. It's. Mm. Uh, we talked I think a couple of weeks ago about like going knowing God isn't not having to go through these things it's just not having to go through these things alone yeah mm. and I think that's how I find it really helpful yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. well maybe, yeah, maybe the wording's wrong isn't it of what maybe it's you know the journey in the story isn't tell your story because it, you finished the last chapter yeah. It's tell your story of almost where are you on the journey yeah. and what was it like before, you know, and what was it like recent, mm. you know, because mm. that's when. So the invite's open. Come and tell us mm-hmm. about your journey. Tell us about what God is doing. Yeah, what mm. God's doing, where, where God is. Maybe you don't have to, like, as he was saying, share all the wounds, 
but you could be sharing how God's healing you mm-hmm. and what he's birthing in you new you know because that's really exciting because that's for me a real almost like Zacchaeus again go back to Zacchaeus was he was doing a new thing it wasn't just oh now I'm forgiven from the past it's like I'm going to do a new work in you so I'm going to go out and he was completely different and lived completely different and I wonder whether that's a great part of the story to hear what is God doing with you and Mm. through you and in you but you know when you talk about Zacchaeus and Paul and I think it was Timothy I don't know why I just had it in my head like imagine if them those three had Instagram (laughs) <laughs> would we like, a lot of people wow. probably wouldn't follow like especially Paul's story yeah you wouldn't think whoa like Paul's so great and a lot of people didn't even really like Paul no. and they didn't even want to listen to him and a lot of the times we follow people and we look up to people's stories that are just this amazing story when really it's the ones that don't seem that amazing that are actually impactful which is why we want to know everyone's story yeah. mm-hmm. and we don't want you Sorry. to compare your story and think it's not worthy and so yeah the invite there come sit with us we will probably buy you food yeah can be on oh, or off podcast <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely we'd love to monetize your you know <laughs> story but at the same time we may just buy you lunch as well it may not be where you are yet we make no money from this podcast apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah our simon sponsorship hasn't come through yet one day <laughs> um yeah so we maybe it's a story season Let's do that. Story season. <laughs> we do need a little jingle. Everyone wants to write us a jingle for the podcast. That'd be quite fun. Yeah, Get some like fun. minute stories, minute testimonies to stick in the middle of a podcast. Have a little jingle before it. Yeah. You know, Alex always appreciates my beatboxing. It's and your boom, 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 boom. Let me tell you a story. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>